Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. And I am Clint. Every single time we're, we say we're back, there's about 20 different songs that go through my head that I want to start singing. Hmm. Backstreet's back? All right. I, I mean, the number one is that. That is it right there. There's no, there's no number one besides that, Daniel. Um, That's a we sad are statement of the affairs yeah. of our lives right now, Clint. Yeah. So. First of all, our age is showing, and so is our depression. Yes. These two things are on full <laughs> display. This it's it's Monday after all, and here we are, who <laughs> talking about early two thousands, late nineties boy bands. So can you know what Daniel? I I submit that this is the best life we got. It's the only one. So <laughs> hey, I was gonna say, come at me, tell me I'm wrong. Uh, right. Hey, we're glad you're here with us on Locked On Bulldogs on the Locked On Podcast Network. Daniel and I are probably the best at life at being fans. Many other things come okay to us, but being fans actually comes fairly naturally to you and I. Daniel, we're, we're quite this gifted is, at it. This is a fans podcast after all. That's why we, that's why we started this thing, yay, those many years ago. Mm. And, um, and, and two things miraculously still true, Clint, I would okay. say. Okay. Number one... Somehow we're still recording this podcast. <laughs> raise, raise your hand out there if you're listening. We'll be able to see your hands. Don't worry. It's okay. We raise, got you. Raise your hand out there. The person in the cubicle next to you won't think it's weird if you, <laughs> you just slip your hand up into the air. <laughs> Shoot that thing up loud and proud just in the middle of silence. Yeah. Raise your hand if you've been listening to this podcast since the very beginning. Um which is there's there's I know there's a few of you out there. Back in the beginning, we didn't have that many people listening to the podcast. Now there there are a staggering number of, of you listening. But uh, raise your hand if you thought this podcast, if you were listening in the beginning, was going to make it more than a mm, month and a half. <laughs> I don't. Just to clarify, <laughs> Daniel and I both listeners from not the beginning raising our hands. <laughs> our hands are currently not raised high. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, uh, shockingly, this podcast is still going, and shockingly, we're both still Georgia fans. <laughs> like we, ah, it's that's not the been most a impressive thing. It's not been a pretty three years. Let's just say, um, in some senses, been a pretty brutal. Um, but you know what? We will survive, even we the will. basketball season that's happening right now. We will survive it. Uh, we're Georgia fans. You're Georgia fans. This is a fans podcast. We talk about stuff the way that fans do. We don't sugarcoat things. We don't pretend to have insight that we don't have. We're just Georgia fans, and we talk about Georgia because we love Georgia just like you. If you want to join in on this conversation, we would love to interact with you, engage with you. You can email us at lockdownbulldogs at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter at Dogs Podcast. We'd love to hear your questions, your comments, your feedback, your insight, your opinions. Um, uh, we would love to hear your ideas. We'd love to hear your thoughts on the subjects that we talk about or the things that you'd like to hear us talk about. You can get let us know any of those things, and they are much appreciated. Uh, the other thing that's much appreciated um, that many of you have done or continue to do is to leave us a rating. Give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate that uh, a great deal, a tremendous amount. If you really like the show, you can even leave us a rating or, or a review to go along with your rating. That helps people find us. Um, we know that doesn't matter to you, but it matters to us. And uh, we like to think of ourselves as, as friends at this point. So you just, you know, do your friends a solid. We don't ask a ton from you. 
but but yeah, you could do that. Take five seconds if you haven't already done so. If you like the show, um, if you don't, it's weird that you keep listening. And so, mm. uh, I don't know. That's fine. We're happy about it, but it's also weird. Uh, so you can do that. You can tell a friend about the show. You can obviously subscribe if you're new to the show. Um, uh, and we're here five days a week. And we would love for you to be here five days a week as well. This week we got a full docket of shows. We are pretty much um, we're going to avoid a couple things like the plague this week. Clint, yes, you we know what are. they are. We are going uh, to avoid the basketball star- team. <laughs> starts with basket, ends with ball. Correct. Yeah, we are. Um, it's not that we don't know what's happening on the basketball court. We are people. fully aware. Trust us. <laughs> we, we are painfully aware. I am neck deep in these games and somehow still invested enough to care and have my heart ripped out every single time. Um, but listen, we just can't. We're just in a place nope. right now mentally no, no. and emotionally where we just can't. Um, we're in the middle of a series breaking down the football roster. And so we're going to focus on that. Um for you but we'll be here every day this week and um uh, that includes today today we get into the running back position on the depth chart um uh, and so clint you want to start us off you want to you want to just jump right into it we got a little something special planned for you in the third segment oh trust me first segment so this is how the week's gonna go we're gonna take down a different position group running backs today inside backers tomorrow I might have some things to say there. Offensive line on Wednesday, edge depth on Thursday, and tight end on Friday. And then, yeah, today, got a little something special for you. One of our listeners reached out to us, let us know that uh, he loved the optimism Daniel and I had talking last week about our quarterback, that we may be so inclined to say that Jamie Newman may have the best season a quarterback's ever had at Georgia um, with the Munkin in tow. Which even yeah. saying it now I, I sounds yeah. insane. I know. I know. Like, who the heck are we, Clint? What's wrong with us? <laughs> Have we learned to- nothing? Have we learned nothing? It's the best season a Georgia quarterback will ever have. Like, sh- fool me once, Clint. <laughs> I believe the saying goes. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's true. Shame on you. Fool me seven million times and call me a Georgia fan. That's how the saying. That's how that's, the saying goes. I believe we're gonna rewrite it. We're gonna call in to the the powers that be and let them know that's what we want. Uh, but at the end of the season or at the end of this episode, what we want to look back at and say, uh, who, how do we have this much optimism with a first year coordinator? Well, we did some digging. We'll let you know. But let's. I digress. Let's get into the running backs. Here are running the backs. running backs of note. Now. Quick little disclaimer. There are plenty of other people on this roster that that Daniel and I just don't have time to know their names. Like, sorry, kid, that it's fought not for a that position. We, it's not that we are disrespecting you. No. Or that no, we no. don't value the contribution and the hard work that you put in. It's just that we have a finite amount of time. That's it. And learning your name does not fit into that time. So 100%. So I'm going to give you the we five names. We don't expect names. those kids to learn our name either, just no. to be clear. No. Nope. Just to be clear. Yep. I'm going to tell you the five names you should know. And that is Zeus, James Cook, Kenny McIntosh, <clears throat> Milton, newcomer, and Edwards, also newcomer, in tow to come. Those are the five running backs of note, Daniel, on the depth chart. As you look over this depth chart so far with those five, uh, what stands out to you? What's, what's the first takeaway you got? First takeaway that I've got is... Um, 
somebody has to lead this team in rushing. You would hope. <laughs> and, and I'm just, well, no, I'm no, I'm I'm nearly positive. <laughs> I'm near, I'm nearly positive that at the very least there'll be a tie. Jamie Newman mul- is, is not on people. this list. <clears throat> Somebody's got to lead this team in rushing, Clint. And looking at this list, there's five names on here. It's hard for me to picture one of them leading the team in rushing, to be totally many, honest with you. How many darts you got? Let's throw them at the board, see I what just, sticks. Yeah, it, that is a... <clears throat> this might be mm-hmm. as... I'm going to use a positive-sounding word here. <laughs> Okay, sure. you just invalidated all of it because you said so before you used okay. it. Okay, stop, 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 stop. Okay, this might be the most balanced running back depth chart that UGA <laughs> has ever seen. I tried to get through it. I tried to get through it without. It's come on, come every, on, Daniel. They all look the same to me. Like this, it's and that's what. What else is balanced if that's not like this is. This is going to be a very competitive offseason for the running back position at the University of Georgia. Looking at this list, that's what I see. Because I see five guys, not that are necessarily going to start the season getting the most touches, because that, I mean, that I think we can say a little bit more clearly who's going to be getting the most touches going into the season. Sure. We see five guys who could legitimately think to themselves, I might lead this team in rushing this year. And I, and I think last year, that was not the case. No. The year before no. that, that was not the case. The year before that, that was not the case. The year before that, that was not the case. The year before that, just go back. And there's, there's always been some like elite alpha guy. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now, Zamir White had elite alpha recruiting numbers, mm-hmm. but we have not yet seen that to be true. James Cook had elite alpha recruiting numbers. We've not seen that to be true. Kendall Milton had alpha recruiting numbers. We don't know what we have there. So, But from what we've seen on the field, there's not that like lead dog. That's what jumps out to me. I don't know. How do you feel? What do you think? Daniel, my question to you was, is this the most balanced running back mm-hmm. that you've seen in your lifetime as a Georgia fan because it's certainly mine of the of the six years five six years being a fan this is certainly the most quote balanced that we've that I've ever seen is this is that the same for you have you seen I think you get I think you get back into some of those like um like Danny Ware teams mm. um and I think there were some teams back then that had what I would say is like this type of balance, like where you probably knew who was going to get the start, but there were there was just kind of a. It felt like any guy you rolled in there was basically the same as the guy you yeah. just took out. Um, but yeah, yeah, for a long time, George has been staring down the barrel of Todd Gurley and Nick Chubb and Sony Michelle and DeAndre Swift and like these guys that like when they came out of the game, with the exception of. Nick Chubb and Sonny Michelle because one replaced the other. When they came out of the game, you were like, oh, no. Put them back mm-hmm. in the game, please, because mm-hmm. they are so good. Um, yeah. Yeah, we'll I'm gonna see. Use, I'm going to use a Midwest. So so I'm learning some new vernacular, and this is a saying that people out here uh, have given me, and it's, it's this. When you try to ask how things are going, they don't want to overplay or underplay it, so they just say, well, it didn't suck. Hmm. And you're like, oh, that's, that's not an answer. 
You, you didn't. You didn't tell me how it is. You just told me, yeah, it's okay. That's how I feel about this running group. It doesn't. It doesn't suck. It doesn't suck. Looking at it on paper, it doesn't suck. All right, suck. let's get into some real questions about the running back group now. All right, we got four questions that we go through on these depth chart previews, at least the the initial ones, the pre-spring practice preview. So again, things are early. We we reserve the right to change our mind, but four questions. First question is who and I'm just gonna since there's only five names on the list, I'm gonna limit you to one, Clint. Okay. And so who's the key contributor? And by that I mean who leads this team in rushing this year? Clint? I will not keep. I will not stop from keep banging this drum. You can't make me. Kenny McIntosh will lead this team in rushing by year's end. I keep giving you opportunities. I know. To turn I around. Keep, I keep taking them, and I say thank you for letting me have the pulpit to tell you say, who's going to lead this I team. I say in surely, if I lead you to the edge of this much higher cliff, you will realize that it's foolish to run off of it. And I say, and yet, let's go, let's go. You rip your shirt off, reveal your Kenny McIntosh tattoo, and just run right off the cliff. Just that's that's what you do. Um, uh, <clears throat> you think Kenny McIntosh is going to lead this team in rushing? I, I think do. Zamir White is going to lead this team in rushing. Clint, I that's think Zamir White is um, again the knee injury situation. When I go back and remember Nick Chubb, and I remember Nick Chubb in twenty. 16 as opposed to 2017 Nick Chubb. Those were two different men that I saw there. I am banking on the fact that Kenny McIntosh was getting his sea legs under him and a full year of being healthy and being able to trust that knee uh, as well as a full year of just being older and hopefully better at running the football is going to start to show some things. And I think Zamir White is a guy who gets better the more carries you give him. And I sure. don't think it's I don't think you can argue that point. He just I, has the look and makeup of a guy that the more you give him the ball, the better he's going to do. And so I think when given the opportunity, which he will have this year, you're going to see the best of Zamir White. And so I think Zamir yeah. White leads this team in rushing and it I don't think it's going to be close two, at all. Two things. Two things I got to tell you. One I, with all due respect, if you ever put Zamir White and Nick Chubb in the same sentence again as each other, Look. I'm gonna I'm gonna snatch your I'm gonna snatch your your throat. Like just don't like don't you can't I re, okay. I reject that I reject no. that I, criticism because no one has a higher esteem for Nick Chubb than I do, and well, so well. I I know full well that I am not comparing Zamir White to mm. Nick Chubb, well. but I am saying okay. that they they are similar in the fact that they get stronger as the game goes on. That is not the case for every running back. That is that is true. You are right about that. Uh, two. Knee injury has nothing to do with your ability to look downfield and find a hole. Has has zero ability on well, that. Well, that's true. Except, sure it does. If you if you don't trust your if you don't trust your tools if you don't trust your body, then you're going to run tentatively. If you run tentatively, if you are anything but 
full I go. I think Cade Mays 100%. transferred because he was tired of Zamira White's face mask hitting his lower back, Daniel. Cade Mays transferred because his father's finger was chopped off in a folding chair and the far- family farm oh, yes. needed money. Oh, yes. Now, now, now I remember. Now you dad, recall. N- dad is a bad businessman and thought, well, this is a lot of ticket. It was because there's a folding chair who Macho Man Randy savaged his dad at, on a recruiting visit, uh, and that's why Cade Mays had to leave the program. Hot had take. nothing how, to do with Zamir White. How, how much of a man does it take to admit that you got beat by a folding chair? Hot take. I mean, we all want to downplay it, but Mr. Mays, um, way to be bold, man. Kudos to, to you. Kudos to you. Um, Kudos to you. All right, Daniel, biggest freshman impact player. We got two to choose from, essentially. We we do, and uh, I'm gonna go with Kendall Milton. I know there's yeah. When when two running backs sign and commit to Georgia, and one of them is more highly rated than the other, history will tell you go with the lower rated one. So I'm just gonna say, if Edwards ends up being the better of these two backs, it that will fit the narrative. Nick Chubb not as highly ranked as Sony Michelle. Uh, Todd Gurley, not as highly ranked as Keith Marshall. Recent history will show you that uh, the the lesser ranked uh, back in recruiting surfaces is usually the better one. I think that trend is broken this year. I think Kendall Milton is the real deal. I think uh, he's going to come in and offer a much-needed workhorse mentality um, right away to be... I think it will not be long before he's the number two back in the rotation, before he's the first guy off the bench ahead of, and my all, all apologies, ahead of Kenny McIntosh. Um, and so I think it won't be long before Kendall Milton will be getting 12 to 15 carries a game. I, you know what? I tried every which way to look sideways on this and come up with a different take than you just gave, and I, I just can't. Okay, uh, Edwards is what I I likened him to a version of Frank Gore, just a dude who's going to put his head down, go to work, do the dirty stuff, and and get yards and high football IQ, all that stuff. But you look at Milton, Daniel, the kid just leaps off the film like it's not even close. Mm-hmm. And I do agree, he has a chance. I I mean, you put Zo- Zeus in this, Daniel. He has a chance at the end of the year to be the key contributor, like. Oh, five or six games in, Milton could be the 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 guy toting the rock the first five or six carries in the game. So. If Zamir White looks like he did last year, it it will be Kendall Milton who is the leading rusher on this team. Yeah, yeah. Um, now this one's kind of weird. We asked the question, who's going to make a name for himself? So maybe maybe I'll change it and I'll just ask you this because we've basically gone through all of them. Does James Cook find a way to make a, a niche for himself in this offense, Daniel? Does he carve out a role from himself? That's the question, isn't it? Like, that it is. is the... How many times... I mean, talk about James, fool me once. James Cook is a junior. But somehow, there for the last 10 off-seasons, I believe it's been his year. Like, this is the year that he finally pulls it together, and Georgia fans are sure... That he's mm-hmm. going to mm-hmm. somehow turn into his brother. Um, look, sometimes the apple turns out 
to be growing on a different tree altogether. Okay? Like, sometimes brother's just better at football than you are. Like, that's that's the case. Now, look, if, this, if there's going to be a year, you know, feels like the skill set would lend itself to... Um, to this type of, but but again, I don't know, I don't know how Todd Munkin's going to utilize the backs. Uh, again, like I don't, I don't think, I don't. I mean, I think they're going to be used more in the passing game than they have been. But, mm-hmm. but is he going to be the number one option for a pass catching running back? Even that, I mean, I think that remains to be seen. And so, uh, I think. I think James Cook is going to have a better year than he had last year. Can I say that? Last year, he had 31 carries for 188 yards, 6.1 yards per carry, and he had 16 receptions for 132 yards, 8.3 yards per reception. He had 320 total yards from scrimmage last year. Yeah, I think he will have well over 500 total yards from scrimmage this year. Um, mm-hmm. will, I don't think, I mean, so if that's what you're asking me, then yes, mm-hmm. I think he'll carve out a role for himself on this team. Will he be a star on this team? No, he will not. No, no, I don't think he will either. All right, Daniel, we're going to rank this unit 1 to 100. Let me go first. I, I, I don't have this unit more than... 84 on this team. 84 is the number I'm giving this unit. How crazy is it that the running back unit is the worst unit on the offense? It's, it's insane. If you, were to, if you were to bet me money that that would happen, I, hard like money. Five saying, years ago. If you were oh, to yeah. say any time in the next five years is the running back unit going to be... The, no, it's, it's insane. Um, and I'm telling you, just to, in a situation like that, Everybody's going to be lean. Everybody's going to be looking for the pass and Todd Monk and Air Raid. And uh-huh. I'm telling you, don't sleep on this unit. Like, don't sleep on these running backs because this this is the type of this is the type of situation where you could get a lot more than you bargained for. I'm going to go 86, 87. I'm going to go high 80s with these guys because I think the talent is there. I think the <laughs> The productivity has not been, but I think the talent is there, and I think um, the the boxes are going to be lighter this year. So, I like I like our chances to run the ball more effectively. Hey, we're going to come back and we're going to talk first year offensive coordinators. Daniel, right, Clint, you've been you've been sequestered in uh-huh. uh, the soundproof uh-huh. room. Yep. You have just been digging and digging, just researching, um, burning the midnight oil, the midnight candles, as it were, staring into the flames, trying to get in touch with first-year offensive coordinators, which we do have as um, a school this year, first-year offensive coordinator. New system. Mm -hmm. Uh, We had that last year, by the way, also, first-year offensive coordinator. So We did. Just take everything we're about to say with a grain of salt this is not um, the definitive this is just trying to prove a case for hope is what are we're there to do trends right are there trends georgia fans should be paying attention to clint as it pertains to first year offensive coordinators all right so here we go i'm going to list down for you 
oh, about five or six. We're going to go six, seven. First year offensive coordinators. And we're going to stretch back to 2007 until recent. Okay, we're going to go close to the last decade, decade and a half of first year offensive coordinators. Because the question is, can Todd Munkin, because we've, we've said, uh, we thought last year was our best chance to win a natty. Turns out this year we have the same defense but better, which is stupid to say. Let's not. I, I can't. Okay, let's not. We have an offense that has a quarterback who's, who's well, he's mature, I, I suppose, untested Ooh, in the SEC. The, so the running uh, back unit is balanced, and our quarterback is, long pause, mature. Well, <laughs> we're trying to bring you some hope. But we have Todd the Munkin. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and wearing his habit. In, wearing his habit. As His noted. Cossack is is coming in full display. So we want to say what what optimism should we have? I'm sorry. Well, me, I'm sorry. His what is in full his, display? His Cossack. Does this should we have t- warned people to not let their kids listen to this episode or like <laughs> well, is that do we to need to put that, the parental? <laughs> no, no, no. The clean the clean title still goes on the podcast. His what is in full display? <laughs> I'm sorry. I know you're. Tr- I know you're trying to make a point, I'm but I can't to, let that go. I can't let that go by. Well, our quarterback is mature. And, <laughs> quarterback is mature. Our our offensive co- coordinator's got his Cossack hanging out. We don't know. <laughs> I said we, there was no hanging out in my vernacular. Don't you dare. I heard it. I don't know. Yeah, listeners you hear a chi- lot of stuff. Listeners chime in on Twitter. I don't yeah, know. Sure. I think I heard it. Sure. It. All right, uh, Steve Sarkeesian. He's been around the block and back again, Daniel. That guy uh, has more tread true. on his tire. Oh, my gosh. Okay. A lot of tread on his tires. A lot of liquid in his cup. So all <laughs> red solo cup, not too far behind Steve Sarkeesian. Um, he was the first year offensive coordinator at USC in 2007 when a little quarterback named John David Booty, and you only know him because he had three first names, uh, booty, well, I suppose, is not a first name. That's, two first that's, names and the and, word booty. And the so. word booty. And something my children use instead of another word. So mm. um, he threw for 2,400 yards and 23 touchdowns, and USC went on to win the national championship that year under first-year oh, coordinator it? Steve oh. Sarkeesian. Well, that's better than not winning the national championship, that. I guess. That same year, 2007, uh, we had a first-year offensive coordinator between the hedges in Athens. Hmm. 2007, Mike Bobo. Fire him. Famed, fire him. Get rid fire of him. Fire him. Out the door. Mike Get Bobo, first-year coordinator, had Matt Stafford as a quarterback in 2007. How did he do that year, Daniel? Matt Stafford go on to have an illustrious career at uh, UGA? Mm. Matt, Stafford, uh, Matt Stafford had a great career at UGA and um, had a great season in 2007. Did he ever? If I recall. He had a great season, by all, all measures. Uh, let's go a little bit more recent. 2015, Tony Elliott and Jeff Scott were first-year co-offensive coordinators at Clemson. Uh, 2015, okay. Clemson season. How did they do? Did they lose to Alabama in the national championship 40-45? to 45? Daniel, was that a good season? Is that good? I mean, pretty good season. That was kind of the year that Clemson uh, put themselves on the map. Yeah, erupted and said, we're here. So, first-year mm-hmm. offensive coordinator, co-offensive coordinator, even in that case. So, not even one guy in charge. Split duties. 2015, Clemson goes on to lose the national championship to Bama. Uh, 2017, Kevin Wilson was the first-year offensive coordinator at Ohio State. Uh, T's and P's to anybody in at Ohio State 
not a football player because you will be assaulted. You just this is not a this is not the joking part of the podcast. You this will is, be assaulted if you were not a football player at please, the Ohio State University. Please don't send your children yeah, to go to the literally. school because quite literally because God knows what all is going on over there under the chancellor uh-huh. of ethics the dean mm. of of moral of moral scruples a principled man guys this cannot like how how how, how is this how how all right I, go, go ahead okay go ahead uh Nonetheless, two, 2017, first-year offensive coordinator, uh, Ohio State ends the number five in the nation. Kevin Wilson, I believe, is his name. Kevin Wilson you gave his is his name. name. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Kevin Wilson, first-year offensive coordinator. Uh, they wound up fifth in the rankings, and JT Barrett just went off on all y'all for just mm. all the yards and all the touchdowns. after They had went through three quarterbacks, I think, that year. Um, 2018, current head coach, Coach Day, was first-year mm-hmm. offensive coordinator with Dwayne Haskins at quarterback. Mm-hmm. They, lost Kevin Haskins, Wilson, they lost Kevin Wilson like that. He just said, know, one time and I'm out the door. Let me leverage this. Uh, Coach Day Goodbye. went ahead, to Indiana, took, I believe. Yeah, He did. He went to Indiana. Uh, took over the reins, uh, offensive coordinator Dwayne Haskins, who's not a good quarterback by any stretch of the imagination. Okay. Oh, really? No. I hadn't noticed. No. Playing playing for whatever neon green team in the XFL. I don't even I can't. Okay. Uh Dwayne Haskins threw for forty eight hundred yards and fifty touchdowns. That's a lot of things. And and dare we even mention Joe Brady while he was the passing game coordinator. He had never been above basically the assistant to the assistant offensive coordinator ever in his he, career. He was the Before assistant to the regional manager at like Jim's College, at at Savannah State or something of like that. Savannah College of Art and Design, I believe. Yes. He was the assistant yes. to the regional the MIT passing game South. coordinator. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then last year we all know what happened with Joe Burrow. So, can first year offensive coordinators have success? Stellar success, national championship success. Yes, yes, they can. I love that. You know, in some of these examples. You're dealing with people that I, you know, names you didn't mention, like, I don't know, Deshaun Watson, uh, uh-huh. um, that maybe contributed to some yeah. of this success, for sure. Matt Stafford, as it were. Um, but then you get you get into this, like, JT Barrett. Come on. Is JT Barrett good? N- nope. Not whatsoever. Nope. Is Dwayne Haskins, to your point... Uh, good. Is John David Booty good? No. No, he is not. And I know there's a lot of talent around him, but guess where there's also a lot of talent? Around Jamie Newman. Who? At the University of Georgia. Um, all you got to be is good enough as a quarterback. If you're in the right system, you got talent around you. I think... I think there's I think there's a lot to consider there. First year offensive coordinators, so pretty much guaranteed we're in the national championship then, right? That's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to tell you. That's Daniel, it. What I wanted right. to say. Okay. And before Not anybody gets at me, I know Dwayne Haskins plays for the Redskins. I get it. I was making it. He's gonna end up in the XFL. Don't at me, people. Yeah. Well, the XFL and the Redskins are not that far, not that dissimilar. <laughs> to be clear. 
so so true. So true. Uh, uh, all right, today um, it's a great Monday show. We'll be back tomorrow, which is Tuesday. We will be getting into inside linebacker depth mm, chart breakdown. Mm. Which, good lord, have mercy, we like the inside linebackers. And uh, power rankings comes back tomorrow. So we will yeah. see you guys then. Subscribe to the podcast, download, rate, and review all those things, and we'll see you guys tomorrow. See ya.